Hey, Wiki listeners, it's Rachel. And Victor, did you know I host the fantastic NYC Talent Show every Monday night at the Parkside Lounge in New York City? It's an off-off Broadway showcase where you can see New York's underground performance art up close. We've got weekly special guests like Colin Quinn, Janine Garofalo, Tone Bell, and lots more. Use the code WIKILISTEN for a special discount on tickets when you go to nyctalentshow.com. That's nyctalentshow.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is the Wikipedia page for Mockery. Welcome to Wikilisten, the podcast where we read Wikipedia pages and provide commentary. I'm Victor Vernado, KSN. And I'm Rachel Teichman, LMSW, reminding you to subscribe. And I'm Rachel Teichman, LMSW, reminding you I'm a narrator of this podcast. Mockery. Mockery, or mocking, is the act of insulting or making light of a person or other thing, sometimes merely by taunting, but often by making a caricature, purporting to engage in imitation in a way that highlights unflattering characteristics. Mockery can be done in a lighthearted and gentle way, but can also be cruel and hateful, such that it conjures images of corrosion, deliberate degradation, even subversion. Thus, to laugh at in contempt to make sport of. Mockery appears to be unique to humans and serves a number of psychological functions, such as reducing the perceived imbalance of power between authority figures and common people. Examples of mockery can be found in literature and the arts. Etymology and Function the root word mock traces to the old French mocker, later mocker, meaning to scoff at, laugh at, deride, or fool, although the origin of mocker is itself unknown. Labeling a person or thing as a mockery may also be used to imply that it or they are a poor quality or counterfeit version of some genuine other, such as the case in the usages mockery of man or 
the trial was a mockery of justice. Mockery in psychology. Australian linguistics professor Michael Haw differentiated between teasing and mockery by emphasizing that while the two do have substantial overlap in meaning, mockery does not connote repeated provocation or the intentional withholding of desires and instead implies a type of imitation or impersonation where a key element is that the nature of the act places a central importance on the expectation that it not to be taken seriously. Specifically, in examining non-serious forms of jocular mockery, Ha summarized the literature on the features of mockery as consisting of the following. Laughter, especially on the part of the speaker acting as a cue that others are invited to laugh also. Phonetics practices, such as a smile voice and modulating sing-song pitch, which mark actions as laughable, denote an exaggerated level of animation and indicate irony. Facial cues, such as smiling, winking, or other intentionally exaggerated expressions, which mark actions as laughable, ironic, and non-serious. Bodily cues, such as covering the face or clapping. Exaggeration emphasizing extreme cases and making claims obviously above or below what is reasonable. Incongruity through allusions and presuppositions to create implicit contrast. Formulaicity and topic shift markers to indicate an end to non-seriousness and a return to serious interaction. In turn, the audience of the mockery may reply with a number of additional cues to indicate that the actions are understood as non-serious, including laughter, explicit agreement, or a continuation or elaboration of the mockery. Jane Rasborough and Matt Adams alternatively identified mockery as a type of disparagement humor mainly available as a tool of privileged groups, which ensures normative responses from non-privileged groups. They emphasize that mockery may be used ironically and comedically to identify moral stigma and signal moral superiority, but also as a form of social encouragement, allowing those who are providing social cues to do so in a way that provides a level of social distance between the criticism and critic through use of parody and satire. In this way, mockery can function as a more superficially respectable, morally sensitive way of doing class-based distinction than less civil disgust. Mockery in philosophy. The philosopher Baruch Spinoza took a dim view of mockery, contending that it rests upon a false opinion and proclaims the imperfection of the mocker. He reasoned that either the object of the mockery is not ridiculous, in which case the mocker is wrong in treating it in such a way, or it is ridiculous, in which case mockery is not an effective tool for improvement. Though the mocker reveals that they recognize the imperfection, they do nothing to resolve it using good reason. Writing in his Tractatus Politicus, Spinoza declared that mockery was a form of hatred and sadness, quote, which can never be converted into joy. Catholic Bishop Francis de Sales, in his 1877 introduction to the devout life, decried mockery as a sin. Quote, but as derision or mockery are never without scoffing, therefore it is a very great sin so that divines are right in saying that mockery is the worst kind of offense and a man can be guilty of against his neighbor by words for other offenses may be committed with some esteem for the party offended, but this is committed with scorn. 
and contempt. Look at me, I'm Victor and I do funny voices. Aw, it's so funny that you're so sad. <laughs> I'll show you true sadness. <laughs> Alternatively, while philosophers John Locke and Anthony Ashley Cooper, third Earl of Shaftesbury, agreed on the importance of critical inquiry regarding the views of authority figures, Shaftesbury saw an important role specifically for mockery in this process. Shaftesbury held that, quote, a moderate use of mockery could correct vices, and that mockery was among the most important challenges for truth because, quote, if an opinion cannot stand mockery, then it similarly would be revealed to be ridiculous. As such, all claims of knowledge should be subjected to it. This was a view echoed by Rene Descartes, who saw mockery as a trait of a good man, which bears witness to the cheerfulness of his temper, tranquility of his soul, and the ingenuity of his mind. Wiki listeners, you can support us by listening to this message while you mock whoever you're sitting next to. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Thank you for listening to that message. And hopefully you've had enough of mocking people. Hopefully. now. Unless you're a, a mockingbird. In philosophical argument, the appeal to ridicule, also called appeal to mockery, ab absurdo, or the horse laugh, is an informal fallacy which presents an opponent's argument as absurd, ridiculous, or humorous, and therefore not worthy of serious consideration. Appeal to ridicule is often found in the form of comparing a nuanced circumstance or argument to a laughably commonplace occurrence or to some other irrelevancy on the basis of comedic timing, wordplay, or making an opponent and their argument the object of the joke. This is a rhetorical tactic that mocks an opponent's argument or standpoint, attempting to inspire an emotional reaction, making it a type of appeal to emotion in the audience and to highlight any counterintuitive aspects of that argument, making it appear foolish and contrary to common sense. This is typically done by making a mockery of the argument's foundation that represents it in an uncharitable and oversimplified way. Mockery in the Arts Mockery is one form of the literary genre of satire, and it has been noted that the mock genres and the practice of literary mockery goes back at least as far as the 6th century BCE. Mockery as a genre can also be directed towards other artistic genres. To parody another work or other works, 
does often entail an evaluative stance towards the material being referred to as it generally involves mockery. Within this mocking cultural mode, there nevertheless exists degrees of criticism, from gentle mockery to acerbic ridicule. Such mockery can, however, exist alongside a more loving stance toward the object being mocked on occasions. An example of such loving mockery can be found in the cult film This Is Spinal Tap. While the film makes fun of some of the ridiculous aspects associated with heavy metal music, there is also an evident fondness for the culture and in particular for the characters. The English comedy troupe Monty Python was considered to be particularly adept at the mockery of both authority figures and people making a pretense to competence beyond their abilities. One such sketch involving a nearly deaf hearing aid salesman and a nearly blind contact lens salesman depicts them as both desperately unsuccessful and exceedingly hilarious. The comicality of such characters is largely due to the fact that the objects of mockery themselves create a specific context in which we find that they deserve being ridiculed. In the United States, the television show Saturday Night Live has been noted as having a history of political mockery, and it has been proposed that historical and rhetorical analyses argue that this mockery matters with respect to political outcomes. Development in Humans Mockery appears to be a uniquely human activity. Although several species of animal are observed to engage in laughter, humans are the only animal observed to use laughter to mock one another. An examination of the appearance of the capacity for mockery during childhood development indicates that mockery, quote, does not appear as an expectable moment in early childhood, but becomes more prominent as the latency child enters the social world of sibling rivalry, competition, and social interaction. As it develops, it is displayed in forms of schoolyard bullying and certainly in adolescence with the attempt to achieve independence while negotiating the conflicts arising out of encounters with authority. One common element of mockery is caricature, a wide-ranging practice of imitating and exaggerating aspects of the subject being mocked. It has been suggested that character-produced survival advantages of rapid decoding of facial information and at the same time that it provides some of our best humor and when suffused with too much aggression may reach the form of mockery. Mockery serves a number of social functions. Quote, Primitive forms of mockery represent the attempt to use aggression to protect oneself from engulfment, impingement, or humiliation by diminishing the perceived power and threat of the other. However, mockery may also preserve the object relationship because the other is needed to provide the material for caricature. Caricature in everyday life at its most effective involves the sublimation of aggression and may reach the form of humor. Witness our fascination with political satire often and exercising the caricature of authority. Less sublimated aggression results in a type of mockery directed at the ongoing humiliation of the weak reminding such persons that they have little power and are not worthy of full humanity or social membership. When it says the object relationship in this paragraph, the object is considered to be another person. All right. Yep. Richard Borchet Lee reported mockery as a facet of Bushman culture designed to keep individuals who are successful in certain regards from becoming arrogant. When weaker people are mocked by stronger people, this can constitute a form of bullying. <laughs> 
See also roast comedy. Oh yeah, roasting comedy. That's a very specific thing. I've done, I've performed in a couple of roasts. I'm not really good at it because I refuse to be sexist or racist. So that takes out a lot of the jokes that people do in roasts. That's true. But you are very good at roasting. No, I, I am. I almost won. I almost won. The first, the very first roast I did, I really was losing bad at the top. But then I started to get better toward the end because I realized that it, they just need short, short jokes. And then the second one... I was ready for, and I totally almost won that, but I was actually also against a guy who was really good at roasting and he was not holding back on the racist and misogynist stuff, which is what a lot of people want at a roast. Unfortunate. Yeah, it's fine. (laughs) It is whatever. It's fine. It's all a show. It's all a show. This has been the Wikipedia page for Mockery. Thanks for listening to Wikilisten. You can find us at wikilisten.com and on all social media and on TikTok at Wikilisten, except for X, which is at wiki underscore listen. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts because it really helps us out. Check us out on YouTube for more content. And don't forget to smash that subscribe button with your mockery. If there's a particular page you'd like us to read, let us know. We will read it. We will read it. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.